Hello, Christian singles. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. If you are not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. And you can also follow at My Single Plus on Instagram, as well as follow the blog, MySingleplus.com. And if you're looking for a godly Christian community, I, I am definitely more than excited to tell you about the Christian Singles Hub, which is a space to equip you so that you can thrive in singleness while also preparing for marriage. So let's get into today's episode. podcast episode. My name is Daria White. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about prayer and how it relates to you in your dating and your singleness. And prayer is something that I think is underutilized. And I'll definitely be the first to raise my hand that sometimes I do not always pray. Prayer is not always my first response. Prayer sometimes is usually the last resort because I'm that type of person that likes to figure things out on her own. And I'm definitely the type of person that likes to exhaust all other options until I ask for help. If you're like me, you can definitely let me know. But that's just my personality. I've always been that way. I've always been independent in that. But God is teaching me in my walk with him that it's not about being independent, doing things on my own. I really need to be dependent on him so that I trust him for the outcome, that I look to him to satisfy me, that I look to him to make me happy, that I look to him to complete me. And when it comes to this topic of prayer, does it really help you when it comes to singleness and dating or is it over-spiritualizing it? Now, I'm not telling you to pray and say, okay, God, the first person that walks into Starbucks on this date at this time is my spouse. I'm not saying that, okay? But what I am saying that it is okay to tell God and share your heart with God about what you're looking for in a relationship. And I'll definitely share my own personal prayers that I pray prior to meeting my fiance. So if you've ever wondered about how prayer can guide you in finding and in, in finding your spouse, if you're a man listening or waiting for your spouse, if you're a woman listening, then I pray that today that you are encouraged. And I hope I can help reignite your passion to pray because like I said, sometimes it can be a last result. So without realizing it, Prayer really helps you become self-aware because as you get to know God and as you spend time with God in prayer, not only are you getting to know him, but you're getting to know yourself. And that definitely was something that was a mind-blowing experience for me. And I began to discover some things about myself that I wouldn't have known had I not been in prayer. And I don't know what your space is where God talks to you the most. And I've shared this before, but for me, it's the bathroom. I can't understand why it's the bathroom, but if I'm washing my face, brushing my teeth or doing my hair, those are the moments where God speaks to me the most. And it's so clear, it's so vivid, and it's it, it's no question that it's him. And I'm like, wow, God. So I just embrace it like, okay, Lord, if our space is the bathroom, then our space is the bathroom. And there are other spaces too, but the number one place for me is the bathroom. And he has revealed some hard stuff to me there. And he's revealed some beautiful things to me there. He's reassured me of his love. He's reassured me of who he is in me. So self-awareness, and that is something that we need in dating and in singleness, because if you don't know you, then how do you know what you're bringing to the table when you're out there in the dating pool, whether, you, whether you've chosen to go on a dating app 
whether you've chosen to be set up by a friend, whether you're meeting someone through an event, whether it's online or in person, whatever it may be, you need to be self-aware. You need to know what it is that you bring to the table. You, you need to know your value. You need to know your worth so that you're not just taking what you can get. Because a lot of singles feel tempted to settle. They feel tempted just to, like I said, just take the scraps, not realizing that, wait a minute, like I'm a child of God. I am who he says I am. And I don't have to just take the leftovers because I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of getting older and being by myself forever or whatever fears may creep up for you. So prayer really is important when it really um when it comes to self-awareness and then prayer can open the door to opportunities because as you pray for God's will in your life, he is definitely going to lead you into spaces where you very well will meet new people and it may be your future spouse. And just as an example of this, I joined one online community in the early part of 2021. I think I joined around February. I had known about it. I found the podcast to it. And I'm like, God, I'm not really on Facebook like that. I barely am on it for my personal life. So I'm like, I'm not going to be in a Facebook group, but the Lord led me to do it. I attended a few of their online conferences and I was blessed by it. I was encouraged by it. So in prayer, God led me to join this community. And I did an introduction post, which was at the time, I think it was like 7,000 people. It's well over 13,000, I think by now. But I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't do this, but I just did it. And I met so many incredible people. And it's not like I was just like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to meet my future husband here. I'm like, Lord, I'm just willing to put myself out there. I'm willing to meet new people. I'm willing to try something different. And I attended a lot of online events. I wasn't able to do the in-person events like I wanted to, but hey, I would make it to the Zoom calls if I could. I went to prayer calls. I went to singles mixers. Again, the conferences that they hosted. I also attended like an international call where I was able to talk to other singles from all over the world. A couple of ladies, I know one was in Spain and the other one was in France. I never would have had an opportunity to meet them. And we talked for a good three and a half hours. I think it was myself, the one from Spain, the one from France. And then there was another woman who was in the States. And it was an awesome conversation with the four of us, all of us loving God and, you know, in the same season of singleness. I'm like, wow, I never would have had that opportunity had I not joined the group. And then and then about a month or two later, that's when I first noticed my now current fiance. He joined the group. So you never know where God is going to lead you. But if you don't take that time in prayer and if you're not listening for his guidance, then what are you going to do? So let's not treat prayer like a last resort. Prayer also is going to provide comfort, especially if you're going through a difficult time. If you're in a season, like I said, of loneliness, if you're in a season of uncertainty, if you're in a space of God, I hate it here. I absolutely hate it here. Take that to God in prayer. It reminds me of the hymn, take everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And when I say that you can tell everything to God, I mean everything, your anger, your frustration, the heartache, whatever it is, lay that all at the feet of Jesus in prayer. And you don't have to say these big words to sound impressive. God's not looking for you to show off how much knowledge you know. He just wants your heart. He just wants your heart. He wants you to be honest with him. He wants you to be transparent with him and just tell him, God, I don't like this. I don't like it here. I don't understand why I'm still here. I've been faithful. I've been following you. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. Lay it out there. 
lay it out there. And if you're like me, he may come back and say, okay, uh, Daria, you kind of sound a little entitled. So I'm supposed to just automatically do this for you. I mean, what were you trying to do? Earn it. That's how he talks to me. You also, if you feel convicted with that, <laughs> take that to him in prayer too. But for me, I did find myself talking like that, not realizing like, wow, God, I, I wasn't trying to sound entitled. I wasn't trying to make it seem as if I deserve this. The only thing I deserve is hell. All of us deserve hell and complete separation from God because of sin. But Jesus chose to intervene. Jesus chose to put his life on the line so that our lives could be saved. So that's what we deserve. So anything from God is a bonus. Anything that God gives us now is grace upon grace upon grace upon mercy upon mercy. But just know that you can be honest with God in your prayers. And if you invite his presence in those difficult moments, he will comfort you. He will come for you. And one of the most difficult things that I have learned how to do is how to worship God when I don't feel like it. I'm telling you, it's one thing to worship God when life is going good, but there's another level of breakthrough, you all, that comes when you're worshiping, when you choose. Like I'm making the conscious decision to worship God and I don't feel like it. I'm hurt. I feel emotionally wounded. I feel heartbroken. I'm disappointed. It's another level, you all. And God has definitely had me in those moments. And I remember one particular song I was listening to by Hillsong, Another in the Fire. That song was probably on repeat for an hour. But when I tell you that by the time I started worshiping up until the end where I kind of felt the cool down, <laughs> I kind of felt the cool down bit. I'm like, whew, like, oh man, that was intense. But so much weight was lifted off of me. The heaviness that I felt in my heart was replaced with his peace. And I'm like, God, the situation didn't change. No. Did the situation change? No. Has it changed recently? Absolutely not. It's still a work in progress. But when I tell you that I can go to God, knowing that he's going to comfort, knowing that he's going to give me his grace, just like he did for Paul. Paul asked him three times, you all, God, remove this thorn. Remove it, please. <laughs> this is a nuisance. It's annoying me. I don't like it. But he said, my grace is sufficient. So I don't know what your thorn is, but just know that God can bring comfort to you. And then finally, prayer brings discernment. When you're in tune with God, he's not going to lead you astray. When you're in tune with Holy Spirit, he's not going to steer you wrong. But if you're going based off of your instincts, if you're going based off of, well, I have this experience and I can do this on my own, that's the wrong mind space. That's the wrong headspace to be in. It's really, it really is. And I'm not saying that we don't have natural, practical instincts that God has given us to where it's like, okay, that's just common sense. I'm not doing that. Or like, okay, yeah, I know that's wrong. But there are some gray areas, you all, where the answers are not as clear as black and white. And you need Holy Spirit to discern those gray areas. Like, okay, Lord, I don't see a specific answer for this in the Bible. What do I do? What do I do? So are you going based off of what you think you know, or are you going to God? And again, this is not to over-spiritualize everything. No, I'm not saying that. But what I do know is that the times that I have gone to God in prayer and asked for discernment, he has never steered me wrong. And I mentioned this a while back, but it comes back to mind now. I had an opportunity as a writer to write for a writing app company. And if you are familiar with now with technology, the way that it is, there are apps that you can download where you can 
read a story but it's kind of in a game form where you can choose what the characters do so like a your character goes right or you can choose answer b the character goes left and i remember getting an offer from this well-known app company that wanted me to be a ghostwriter and write some of their stories and they gave me a sample of what they wanted me to write about and when i saw the sample i was like god i'm not comfortable writing this this is very explicit sexually and I just don't feel like I could write this in good conscience based on my own convictions. And instead of me turning it down, I, I remember hearing the Lord speak to me like, don't don't turn it down. You write it the way you would write it. That was so clear, you all. It was no mistake about it. I'm like, Lord, he's like, you write it the way you would write it. Make them tell you no. You don't run away and count yourself out. You make them tell you no. So God had already told me that they were going to say no, but it wasn't because I ran away. It was it was because I set my own standard and I wrote the scene the way I imagined it. I wrote the scene based on my own creativity. I didn't go the way that they wanted me to with being overly sexually explicit, which is what we see all the time in culture with the movies, the TV shows, even the songs, the books that we have now. And so I wrote the scene the way that I would have written it if I was writing in my own particular genre. And I remember getting the email back saying, thanks so much, but what you've written, it's not necessarily what we're looking for, but we wish you all the best of luck with your writing. You all, I could have compromised. I could have said, well, it is ghost writing. So my name's not going to be on the book and no one's really going to know that I wrote it. And hey, God, they're going to pay four to $6,000 per story. That's good money. But deep down, I would have known. Deep down, I would have known, Dari, you compromised. Dari, you basically sold out for a check. And if I had not had a strong relationship with the Lord, I would have thought, hey, it's no big deal. Everybody else is doing it. But because of the prayer life that I've developed and because of the relationship that I've developed with God, I could not do that in good conscience. I could not. And some may say, oh, man, you missed out on a big opportunity, $4,000 to $6,000 per story. Girl, you crazy? I could not do it. Someone else probably could have done it and would have gotten away with it. But for me, it would have been on my heart like, God, I, I, I sold out. So prayer helps to um, elevate your discernment. And if you need discernment in this area of dating, take time with the Lord. He will show you. You may not always like the answer, you all. You may not always like the answer. But trust that God is never going to steer you wrong. And even what may feel like a loss down here on earth. I remember listening to an old sermon by Pastor Michael Todd. Even what feels like a loss on earth is a win in heaven. If you did something to please God, if you did something to give him glory, if you did something to obey his word, people on earth may say it's a loss. You missed out. What were you thinking? You should have taken what you got. You know, you're not going to get another chance. You know, you're getting older. Who else is going to want you? It may feel like a loss on earth, but it's a win in heaven. So I pray that you don't compromise the wins in heaven because you want to win here on earth because everything in this earth is going to fade. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. So I hope that you all are encouraged by this. I hope that if you have not developed your prayer life or if your prayer life has been a little off and on, or even if you feel like you're not talking to God right now, maybe you're too angry. Maybe you're, maybe you're too heartbroken because of what hasn't happened before that you're starting to lose hope. I encourage you to open that door again. And I remember 
taking two months. And this is when I was probably 13 or 14. This is when my grandfather, my mother's dad, so my maternal grandfather, when he passed after three years of us praying hard, like earnestly, God, please heal him. God, please heal him. He was sick for three years. And I remember when he passed, when we got the news that he passed, I was so angry at God. I was heartbroken. And I did not pray for two months. That's as long as I could go without talking to God. But when I finally broke down and I asked God, like, God, why didn't you heal him? We asked you, like, what's, am I missing something? And that was the first time I heard God speak to my spirit. I think it was like maybe 14. I think I was maybe 14 going on 15. But God said to me, Daria, I did heal him, just not the way that you wanted me to. So he's healed. He's in his heavenly body. And I trust that he does not want to come back here. Not to, not, he does not want to come back here to this disease-filled, sin-filled world. He is living his best life, okay? He is disease-free. And that, even though that wasn't what I wanted to hear, it gave me peace knowing that, you know what, God, you're right. You did. The answer was different than what I wanted, but you did. So if that's you and you're in a space where you're angry, if you're in a space where you're hurting, if you feel like God's just not hearing you, I encourage you to pray one more time. Read his word one more time. Ask him to help you one more time. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. So, Father, I thank you for those that are listening right now, the men and women. Father, I pray for encouragement that you would restore the hope, Father, that may have been lost because people want relationships. They want to be loved, Father. But help us to remember that you are our first love, the same way that you told the church in Revelation that they had left their first love. Father, forgive us for looking for love in, in all these places. And it's fine. There's nothing wrong with wanting a relationship, God. But Father, if we're putting it before you, that's a problem. If we're trying to put it ahead of you, that's a problem. And Father, I pray for those that feel angry. I pray for those that feel hurt. I pray for those, Father, who may not be talking to you right now. Maybe... Maybe they're like, you know what? I'm not praying anymore. You know what? I can't talk to God right now. You know what? I'm a little frustrated with Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would intervene and that you would touch their hearts. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you remind them that even if the answers don't turn out the way that they think that they should have turned out, that you still have their best interest at heart. Every wound, every scar, God, that they have taken is not in vain. What may feel like a loss on earth, Father does not mean that you did not see it in heaven. Every time, Father, that they obeyed you, every time, Lord, that they followed you, that is not in vain. Living for Christ is not in vain because everything that we do for Christ will last. We can make the money. We can make the career. We can gain the followers and popularity. We can be the top influencer. But if we're not doing things for you, Jesus, it's not going to last. It's going to burn up in the fire. And we want to store for ourselves treasures in heaven. We want to store for ourselves, Father, the things that are going to last that matter in eternity. We're so caught up in the temporal God because this is our only vantage point. We only see what we see. But Father, if we realize that our time on earth is but a short time, however many years you give us, I pray, Lord, that we would not take advantage of that, that we we would just maximize it, that we would understand that what the time that you've given us is a gift. And yes, there are going to be losses. Yes, there are going to be valleys. Yes, there are going to be some difficult moments, but you are on our side. You are on our side. So, Father, I pray that we would not take it for granted, rather, the time that we have here, worrying about what we don't have, wallowing in what we don't have. And yes, Father, our feelings are real. Yes, our feelings are legitimate. But if our feelings don't line up with your word, then we need to put them in check. If our feelings are making us question your character, 
we need to put it in check. If our feelings, Father, are making us question who you are and your sovereignty, we need to put those in check. We can ask questions, God, without questioning you. We can ask questions without disputing who you are. So, Father, I pray that you would comfort the hearts right now of the people that maybe their prayer lives are shaky. Maybe prayer for them is a last resort. Maybe they are trying to do things on their own. Maybe they're trying to do things in their own power, thinking, hey, I know what to do. I've done this before. But Holy Spirit, you are the key. You, Father, you, Father, are our master weapon. (laughs) You are our master weapon. You can give us insight into areas that everybody else can be clueless on. You are our mastermind. You are the top intelligence, more than technology, more than AI. You, Father, are the top intelligence that we need in order to succeed in this earth. So I thank you, God, for what you're doing, for what you're going to do. Bring comfort, Father. Bring comfort, bring comfort, bring comfort. Heal and restore the hearts that are broken. You are close to the brokenhearted and you bind up their wounds. And I thank you, God, for doing it right now. And I pray, Father, I pray, Father, prayer die, that prayer lives are restored through this episode, that people would go back to the secret place because he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And Lord, I know that there are times where I may not feel like praying, but Father, I still have to run to you because where else can we go? Where else can we go? You have the words of life. You have the gift of eternal life. So, Father, may we never stop running to your presence. May we never stop running to the shadow of your wings. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, subscribe if you have not already. Also, follow on Instagram at mysingleplus, as well as the blog, mysingleplus.com. Have some great things coming for you all in the future. So, stay tuned. Stay safe out there. God bless. I will talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye.